to Prayer in Lent podcast. Today we're doing a, a special podcast, um, uh, which is called Miracle in Miami. Now let's see, yesterday, see I'm wearing my velvet check today in honor of it, that miracle. Uh, what it was, let me get a little closer so you can see me up close. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I have a uh, uh, one of my part-time jobs is working for the Miami Dolphin Foundation. And we raise uh, funds uh, every game, a uh, home Dolphin game. And it's called the 50-50 Raffle. And I have one of the kiosks uh, in number 249. So you're welcome to join me next game. Uh, I've been doing that for about six years now. So uh, this year we've been beating our records at almost every game. If not every game. Uh, last game, we hit our record high of $70,000. So half went to an, an individual, which I don't know who won. And so that was 35000 And uh, the other half goes to the Miami Dolphin Foundation, which helps numerous uh, charities from the Dolphin Cycling Challenge with uh, uh, children with uh, educational uh, needs from uh, kids with cancer. Uh, Dolphin Cyclone Challenge goes to UN Sylvester Salon. And so it's a great charity and it's a good cause to be donating to. So we're going to start off, well, the, the miracle of Miami, uh, for those who are not listening to sports, but it went nationwide, was a, uh, I guess you could say, it's a trick played at the end of the game where the seconds left the game. They were uh, losing by uh, six points against their rivals, uh, the New England Patriots. Won many Super Bowls recently, yeah. Uh, and they're, again, number one in the standings. The Miami Dolphins is behind them, but with a uh, six and six record. So we needed a win more than the, the Patriots did. So when I was uh, offering it to the Patriots fans, because we had a lot of Patriots fans, uh, coming uh, at that game, and I said, well, uh, which is true, the patrons band are the most generous and, and using the highest uh, uh, financial uh, giving to the Miami Dolphin Foundation on their big 50 uh, rally every year. So this is no, no, you know, no change. So uh, last uh, game, which was our highest ever of uh, 70,000, it was, it was going to be shot past, it went way past 70,000, and it went to $92,000. And uh, so the winner got $46,000. So this woman comes up to me, midway uh, just before the game was about to end, and stated that uh, she believes her husband had the winning ticket. For some reason, didn't have all the seats together, so she was in one part of uh, a section and he was in another part. So I got in contact with the person who uh, she needed to talk to and uh, had an opportunity to uh, find out a little bit about it. This is a teacher from Homestead in Homestead, Florida. And uh, she still has, I guess, problems with the last hurricane that came through, and she still had damages to her home. 
that needed repairs. And she was so happy about that. And also, she wanted house for her to, uh, uh, I guess, during the holidays, uh, during the holidays and Christmas break, that she gives her students a little, a little present. Yes. And she was wondering how she was going to do that. The Lord answered her wish. So I call this the miracle within the miracle. And so I uh, was posting a picture. I asked if I could post it on Facebook and she clicked OK. So I have a picture of her and her family, a husband and two young boys. And so it's a great, uh, good, good story for all and for the Miami Dolphins, how they came back to win it. So, you know, I guess uh, when you're giving, uh, like the Miami Dolphins do it every game and every year, to the foundation and all these charities, sometimes you're getting a gift back. <laughs> and have the message to the uh, to the fans and say, hey, this would be a great gift that you guys are doing it. Thank you. Hey, and then maybe the Patriots will give us a gift and for us to be winning the game. And it turns out that's exactly what happened. It's a trick play, but they all count and we won by one point. So that is the miracle was in the miracle. And to continue on, we're, we're praying from a little book, and this is the second Sunday night, but it was uh, yesterday. I would see it. Let me see. Okay, put it more. <laughs> and this is the little book that, this is the little book that we're reading from the Advent, uh, second Sunday night. And we also have to catch up because uh, uh, Saturday was uh, the feast day of our blessed mother. And uh, the Immaculate Conception. And uh, it states here the, the title. So it's just a quick little uh, view of each day. And uh, as I said, it's the Magna Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary for Saturday. And it's the year Mary's sinlessness, which is Saturday, December 8th. And it states here, and it was from St. Louis, and uh, we must carefully consider the advantage that Mary has enjoyed over the other creatures, consequently, of her immaculate conception. This is the first that she never harbored tendencies that could push her to sin. Oh, what peace and gentleness and charity and humility there were in her soul, since the instinct causes us so much trouble by leading us to sin. So maybe we got some blessings from Mary, considering in football terms. <laughs> if it was a pass, it would be called the Hail Mary, which I take that in context to the game. So yes, it was a miracle, or maybe it was another here Hail. It wasn't sort of the laterals, two laterals, and then I'm running. So I'm sure Mary had something to do with this. And uh, her mind never indulged in useless thoughts, nor was it. Occupied with sin. That's a very 
offering to have. She never omitted anything that God asked of her. Consequently, she was filled with virtue. That is why I desire to love and to honor her the best of my ability by my gratitude to the blessed Trinity. That made the choice of the Holy Virgin to be closely united to the Divinities. This was written by St. Louis. And the title was here. What tendencies pushing me towards sin do I do not most need to fight against? So we all have sin that we're fighting against. This is one of the things that we try to do in the Advent is clear ourselves from our sins. And how Catholics do that, they think of confession, reconciliation. And it's a great, great sanctuary that God gave us that we use in advantage and it has over here in the bottom the caption. Mary's conception without sin in the womb of her mother and is called immaculate conception. It is not to be confused as the same commentary as do with Jesus the virgin birth which described his birth from, from the womb of Mary. So, uh, and a quick story, and I'd like to get him on my podcast. One of my uh, co-workers from the, the Panthers, which I also work for in the Bar Conference, his name is Johnny. And one of the things he he came Saturday, we were having a, a, movie, a movie after uh, the Mass at 9 o'clock Mass for Mary's Immaculate Conception. It's considered a whole day of obligation Saturday. So the, in that movie was uh, the hands, the power in the hands. And it basically a story, different stories of the rosary. You know, a lot of people have stories. I have one I mentioned in the past. And uh, how uh, my son was uh, born and through the rosary. So that's you know, one aspect of it. But that's my story. But I was talking to Johnny, who came there, and he mentioned his brother eight years ago was uh, diagnosed with a stage four liver cancer. And it had spread, and they called the family together and said uh, his brother had a few months to live. And that was good. Well, he started praying the rosary earnestly every day until. A miracle occurred. And now, see, God has all these miracles that you may not see or hear on TV. You know, they're not all sports related. <laughs> and this miracle, for those we don't even know who he was, because this is John's brother. While he was praying the rosary, most of this day, we have to get him on the show. We'll find out how many days he actually were praying before the miracle occurred. You know, God has his ways, and so does Mary. So, you know, it has to always be God's will. But we have to proclaim it and thank our Lord and Mary to Jesus. And, of course, the Trinity. So it totally cleared up. So that was a miracle, for sure. And uh, so I want to get Johnny on my show. And so you can hear and see firsthand about the miracle of John's brother. So miracles do occur 
And for those who uh, have talked about this before, uh, the atheist experience, those are atheists. Uh, we don't know how they can explain. Doctors cannot. And they have the medical field. They could, you know, when they say something like, that's it, you only have a few months to live. Most of the time, you only have a few months to live. I believe I got the, uh, let's take a look at the definition of what miracles are. And get to that. And basically, I don't see here, so, but the miracles is something that happens that's unusual. And definitely that play was an unusual play. Now, uh, for Sundays, uh, the second Sunday of Advent was preparing the way of the Lord as the title. And on the Sunday, December 9th, the day of the miracle in my head. And it states here that uh, this is uh, the homily of Luke's gospel. Someone said, um, The Lord wishes to find a way to enter our hearts. Many miracles. That is why we are, we prepare for the Lord. It is an eternal way. Can God's word take such a way? Ought we not rather to prepare in an inner way for the Lord by making the paths of our hearts straight and smooth? And indeed, this is the way by which God's word enters to take up his abode in the human heart. Made ready to receive him, now we can prepare the way of the Lord in our hearts. And make straight away the word we will walk. Make straight the way so that God's word may walk within, without stumbling and giving you knowledge of God's mysteries and God's coming. And uh, one of the main emphasis for this day is what am I doing to open a way for God to come into my heart? In Advent. So, you know, maybe these miracles can open our eyes. Especially those who say there's no God. Then how could it be a miracle? I mentioned on my uh, podcast, it's called Faith and Hope, that we all need hope. If you do not believe in God, then there is our hope. Definitely we have, we have no faith then. And in instance of life, everyone has this the good, the bad, had struggles. Some may be illnesses of their own or family members of some people very close to us. I have a friend, former co-worker, and she has stage four cancer. So we're praying for her more. And now, earnestly, we'll be praying the rosary for her. For her to beat her stage four cancer, and we pray for God's will that it will be done. And it says repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That divides two two stages: the praying for God's and the coming judgment of Israel. Repentance means turning from sin back 
to God, forgiveness for sin in the case, acquittal at the judgment, what everyone wants instead of compensation. That is not a good thing. <laughs> and now today uh, for uh, Monday the 7th, this is our life decided. Waiting in a joyful hope. And instead said, although I spent too much time with the doctor, I still deeply touched by scripture's text on his wall. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. As I say in 35 degrees. Most of us feel it's too much to ask to walk without pain when there are so many who suffer much more than we do. But the Hebrews prophet says, No God knows our needs and our needs and promises to restore the vigor of our own. Those with much more surface challenges like blindness and deafness and one day, the note of joyful of all our senses. And in Advent, it draws us close and desires our hearts, which lines up exactly with God's heart. Uh, this was written by the passing Jacob. What do I do most forward when I think about eternal life? And, uh, my podcast on Friday, I had mentioned I had a rosary to have been where uh, they were selling at St. Maximilian Church. And it was helped to raise money for the Christians in Israel. So it was all effects. And I bought a rosary that says Jerusalem on it. But the cross came up, and I was kind of troubled by that. I did buy another rosary, beat the head that Jerusalem on it, and I ended up giving it away. But so I had this rosary page that's a picture without the cross. And I'm thinking well, about the future. When our Lord comes back to us, will he get rid of all our crosses? And we'd be in happiness and bliss without the Lord. And that's what I believe will happen. It's something we look forward to in the future. So we have all that. All across the sun we come. And then uh, has in a, a topic title, I think, the desert for the Bible of people includes not only the vast sandy stretches, or the sandy stretches, I'm sorry, that we are called desert, but more in the case what we call wilderness, where the semi air arises in the seasonal grassy covering favored by the nomads and inhabited and rocky wastelands. So I believe what they're trying to say here is that uh, we all go through our desert places sand. But then we see the hope in the horizon, the green grass, beautiful trees and the forests and the happy days. And that days will come soon. So again, I have to congratulate to my dolphins for their miracle in Miami. And I'd like to congratulate the family from Homestead, Florida, 
who won uh, half the $92,000. So uh, to her, she said it was a year's salary, $46,000. So, and made, it, made good use of that money. And uh, the students that she wants to give uh, presents to, uh, may they also be blessed. And for those maybe who didn't win, it's always, it's always one more a home game for sure, and that's going to be December 23rd. So you're welcome to stop by uh, Section 249, uh, where my kiosk will be there, be there and hope I'll be there with it. <laughs> and, uh, and who knows, maybe we'll get a home playoff game that we can also uh, be doing with Pitch Pitch Raffle. So God bless you all. And uh, for those who don't know, I also am involved in a charity called Ariel and your Cancer Foundation, which helps kids and their families, children with the cancer, and it helps pay some of the bills for the, their child and families that need to, like light, <laughs> rent, maybe gas for the car because they're off on their trips uh, uh, with uh, uh, getting to the health care that's needed for them. Sometimes they have siblings back home and they still need to eat and they still need friends and they still need light and electricity also. So God bless you all and let's pray uh, for those who are suffering from cancer, from children and adults, of stage four and all the stages of cancer. May they be cured. May the needs of these families be taken care of. Like a miracle was on that God listens to us pray. So I would my number one advice would be praying that rosary. If you have situations at home, start to pray the rosary as a family. And pray every day. And miracle.